You are listening to the daily best of Rick and Bubba. This is one hour of fun from the show this morning. Don't worry, you can still catch the entire show on your favorite podcast app. And you can watch the daily best of Rick and Bubba on Blaze TV. Enjoy the daily best of Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It is seven and a half minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba show. From the no-name studio on the bleeding edge of technology, the Rick and Bubba show is rolling into another hour. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy gave you a kickoff hour. Eddie Van Adler takes his seat, and the team's ready to go. All we are missing is the pride of Cedar Springs, Alabama. Most of you probably know him best as a silver tongue one, the man with a golden voice. Professional lunch eaters, man of the year, the inventor of pizza and a cup, Shakespeare's worst nightmare, and a master at a Kang's English. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Bill Bubba Bussy! Howdy, Bubba. How about it, Rick Burgess? Friends, neighbors, associates everywhere, welcome to the little party we call Rick and Bubba. You're reeling in the years, storing away the time. Get so, about it. So, uh, Bubba, I got a couple of items I'm going to throw at you that may intrigue you today for this edition of Old Rick and Bubba. Uh, Greg Phillips will be in studio if you watch the movie 2000 Mules, uh, True the Vote. Uh, he is uh, really one of the main people. Uh, in the movie that produces all of this uh, footage of security cameras and uh, the cell phone tracking and and all of that that seems to show a voter fraud. Now, of course, you know those that that take our our that decide what's truth and what's not. They they say all this is just a bunch of hogwash. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, we'll, we'll talk to we'll talk uh, to him about to it him firsthand and and see where we're at on all. Yeah, this. they're putting together. I didn't realize this. His his sons are uh, actually are in Birmingham, uh, which is our home city, and he's here promoting a showing of two thousand mules in the in Birmingham uh, next Friday, the seventh of July, uh, at the Pelham Civic Center. They're going to have a um, uh, a big showing of it for those you know like us that may be technically challenged that keep saying, "Can somebody just show me this and someone <laughs> something?" Just show I know. it to me. So that'll be going on. We'll tell you how to be part of that. So that's one thing. So Greg Phillips on the show today, and like you said, but we'll ask him. Say we pulled up his name in Wikipedia today just to look at his background, and of course Wikipedia says that they just made all this up. There's no they proof of anything. Said it's all been debunked. So we'll talk to him about that. Uh, also, a couple of other items. Uh, the did I graduate from Jacksonville State University? Took a step yesterday yeah i was involved in some of that we'll talk uh, about that i'll tell you my wife's reaction which was funny and i think the cable company may have put out a hit on me (laughs) okay so uh uh, so all that uh will be uh discussed on the program today as far as what i have in the personal world uh Uh, the uh something eerie happened yesterday and i i looked at sherry i said do you think they're they're like putting out a hit on me I when I tell that, you what happened, remember the story I told y'all on Tuesday? <laughs> was it Tuesday I told you about it? About me being on the phone trying yeah, to get my yeah. my home. And they kept trying phone. to sign you up. Yeah. Well, it, I have an update on it, and it's eerie. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I couldn't believe it. It was uh, – and I, I started getting spooked a little bit. 
Because you know how well, you know how the you know how the like if back when the mob would let you know that you you need to get in line, they'd send you things. Yeah, yeah, like a they, you'd find a horse head yes. in your bed yeah. and stuff like I that. I had one of those. Yeah. Something like that happened yesterday. Oh, Uh-oh. yeah. Uh, hey, and, and I think the symbolism tells striking. You, yeah, it's striking. Um, I was in your hometown last night. What are you doing uh, over there? I, I was over there uh, uh, meeting with some friends that are putting together our class reunion and just Uh-oh. visiting them with them a little bit. And uh, first time that I I had been to Hubbard's on nice, Main. Yeah. What uh, food? I'll tell you about oh, that. They it's, fixed it's, downtown up. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's re- it's really nice. Yeah. Met Miss Charlotte. And, yeah. Oh yeah, sure, uh, sure. Had had a good time. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. There's a lot of uh, inflation and financial news today. Rick, I saw yesterday one of the spokespeople from the White House on Neil Cavuto's show. Mm-hmm. And Neil Cavuto asked some pretty basic questions about, do you want oil companies to drill and produce more oil or not? Right. So that's what and, I'm trying to and, figure out. And, and this song and dance that they start doing where mm-hmm. they say, yes, but not really. Uh, yes, but not for a long time. <laughs> yes, but no. Yes, but no. Right. And they don't want to be quoted as saying we want to drill more. No, you can't because then we'll find all the but stuff they, of Biden saying we're not going to drill anymore. But then they want to be able to say we're demanding the oil companies drill more. So well, your people won't be mad. Yeah. So and, and you realize, too, again, and I, I tell you, I'm amazed at some of these people, and I don't want to get into it right here. When you have a yes or no why in the road with what you're going to do, mm-hmm. how many times they can take the wrong road. Oh, yeah. You think the dumb odds would be eventually they would make the right move. Yeah. You know, Bernie Sanders and a bunch of them in Congress now want to pass windfall profit tax on the oil companies. In other words, take away the profit they're making right now uh, because they're gouging everybody. Sure. And we oh, kind of went through that the other day. This if, is so tired and if, old. If you have a... a and, you know, even the guy yesterday with Cavuto, he tried to say, oh, they're making all these profits. And Neil said, you know, when you look at return on investment of, of the full range of businesses out there, the oil companies are kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't have an answer for that. Right. But if you if you make, let's, for, for the argument, easy math, a 10% return on investment, and you do $100 of business, you make $10 profit. But if you do $200 in business, you're going to make $20 in profit. Well, $20 is more than 10 right. but it's still the same margin you made. Right. But if I can try to sell that to the American people that they're gouging it, it gets it off me. Yes. that's that, all, of, <laughs> all of this is about, as you just said, it, it. I think it's like this. When you say there's a Y in the road, it looks like to me they try to plow through the woods. <laughs> Right in the middle of it, and they and try not they to make ta- a mess of both <laughs> of them, and try yeah. not to take either one. Yeah. But what they're trying to do is say, we want to demonize oil companies and say that they're they're destroying the earth, they're evil, so that our base will love that. But then when the people who say, "But I hate the price of gasoline. Why are we not drilling?" Back when back when we were drilling, my gas price was lower. Right. Then they want to turn to them and say, "Well, we said they can drill." You, you know, too, uh, and, and they're trying oh. to have it as you just said in the break. And we'll see this in the Cavuto interview. They're trying to have it both ways. You know, I, I learned something, too. And uh, In the terminology, you have to watch the terminology on the, the oil companies. When they say leases, that is, we give the oil company permission to explore on this property. Now, they can't just drill a hole in the ground and oil pop out of it. Right. But they have the, the opportunity to explore that. A permit 
means you actually can drill and transport that to a refinery. There's a big difference. You can have all the leases in the world, but if you can't get a permit to drive your oil truck full of oil to a refinery, it's useless. Right. And that's the game they're playing. That is, well, that's they're a great passing point. out leases but denying permits. That's a great point. And, it, and a point that needs to be made over and over again. Y'all, we, we have a bunch of children running this country. I hate to say it. And I'm not that smart. Well, I, I, I'm telling you, they're a bunch of idiots. Well, uh, are, are they diabolical? Yep. And neither, neither answer is a good. No, it's not. Uh, we'll be back. More Rick and Bubba next. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. So Bubba and I are really, really excited. As a matter of fact, Bubba, I know you just ordered, and I have got some of the products I need to reorder as well, and that's uh, our new friends at manscaped.com. Finally, there's a company that says, you know what, men and women are equal, but they're different. Uh, they're not the same, and uh, the, there's products that, that men need just for them and the way they were designed. Uh, and uh, and go to manscaped.com right now and tote the uh, the promo code RICK20. That's RICK20 to get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with that code. Again, RICK20 at manscaped.com. Bubba, you and I were talking about it just the other day, I think on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, about how we love these products. Rick, you know, uh, an electric razor is oh. not a new invention, no. but but when they're designed to be very sensitive, uh, this is a big upgrade. And you're talking about the Lawnmower 4.0. Yeah, that is it. Yeah, and, and it even has a headlight on it. So <laughs> so if you're coming in needing to shave in some areas where or more tunnel, it, it lights it up. So uh, and let me if you look at my beard. My beard has never been neater. Or if you uh, want to uh, shave in the dark. Yeah, or whatever. Either one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and like when you get a hair on the neck too, you know yeah. the light lights up. And you can see these parts. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and of course, if you're going, and it's be- got that fine guard on it. Yeah. See, that that you don't get. I mean, other ones have the guard that'll pop on, but it has a built-in. Oh, fine so guard. good. I love it. You know, for your sensitive and just the way face and areas. Can I yeah. tell you? I know this sounds weird. I, one thing I like about their product is is the way what what the containers they put everything in, like the way the the trimmer they, they're just. They feel, it's almost like the difference in tools. You know, where some of them feel cheap and some of them feel yeah, you know, it, yeah, yeah. And and it really, really feels. You realize it's high quality. Now I know we never thought we'd get to the point where we need the weed whacker nose and ear trimmer, but but hey, it's it's fantastic. Uh, they also have uh, you know all kinds of products if you have that not so fresh feeling. Uh, that's designed for men. Uh, so anyway, anything that you need from head to toe, they got it at manscaped.com. I love the the combination of shampoo and conditioner they have. It's fantastic. It's the best I've ever used. Uh, they've got body washes. They, they've got everything. So if you'd like to find out more, even, even boxers, and uh, they also have a, a travel bag. You can put everything in when you're on the road. Go to manscaped.com right now. Put in the code RICK20. Get 20% off with free shipping. The code RICK20 at manscapedED.com, and uh, you will love these products. All right, so Bubba, here they are. Here, here's some of the, uh, the, the audio and video. Uh, that we have of the conversation you were just talking about, uh, and this is Jared Bernstein. Yeah, he's one of the top advisors yeah. to the president, and Neil Cavuto and him kind of get into it because some of the things he's saying just doesn't make sense. Uh, and, I mean, I'm glad that Neil has pointed this out. <laughs> yeah, so this is the whole thing about the oil production okay. lie, uh, which Bubba kind of laid out for you, but let's let's hear Cavuto yeah, tr- uh, try to press uh, Bernstein on this. Here we go. Well, I believe in fossil fuels, you had more activity in the production era under the first two years of Donald Trump, right? Then you had COVID hitting. 
And I'm not no, here to play I actually sides. think we're, we are With pumping more or now president. than he was then. We're pumping more now than he was then. No, no, you're actually not. I know what the president said about the average of the Trump presidency, but there was pre-COVID and post-COVID. You know, that would dramatically change things. Hmm. Yeah. In other words, yeah. Bernstein is trying to say that we're pumping more based on a four-year average. Right. And Neil is saying, no, there was a decline during the COVID years. But the first two years, if you take that out, we go back to what we call normal. It, it's it's not the same. Yeah. But they're still out there spreading that. Right. See, they're playing with the numbers to, to deceive you to what's going on when you really look at oil coming out of the ground. So here is Neil saying that basically you put the oil companies in a no-win situation, uh, and it was what you were talking about. Yeah. You're using them uh, as a pawn in, in your PR campaign. Yeah. Yep. So here's a Cavuto on that. So they know that the future is in electric vehicles and all of that. That's what you want it to be. And they know in that environment, they're sort of like custom. So they're surrounded, that, right? So, so, all so of that, think about where they're coming from. And, and, and you've trashed them. The administration has no, trashed no. them. So all how, of the that heck, is, how the heck are they going to do what you want when you keep saying you don't like what they produce? So look. All of that is correct, except for the part that says we don't like them. And by the way, whether we like them or not, they're raking in $35 billion in profit in Q1. So they're doing fine whether we love them or however uh, our emotions uh, reach out to them. Yeah, but you created that for them. <laughs> see, you did that. See, this is where they always go back. <clears throat> He's caught in an argument where we had Joe Biden. We played his clip where he said that we're not going to drill. Drilling is done. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> We're doing away with all this. Now they need the oil companies to, to pump more and, and produce mm -hmm. more. Because everybody's mad. Right. Yeah. And and they, you know, and yesterday he kept saying, and he immediately changed it. Well, they're making a bunch of profit. They're making a bunch of profit. Well, yeah, the price <clears throat> of it went up. So they're going to make more money percentage-wise. How, I mean, does, how hard is that, Rick? It's very simple. Has uh, that guy run a lemonade stand? Yeah, when the when the when the, the price, I was I saw this on something to tell you an example of exactly what you're just saying. So you know, I enjoy following some of the things that may be prophetic and the stuff we see in end times parts of the Bible and all that. And we know that there's that Babylon will will rise again. Okay, yeah. uh, now we don't know where that's a figurative Babylon or the literal Babylon, but the literal Babylon where it was located, they have found the remains of it. Okay. So uh, Iraq, of course, they're trying to get that place more stable. You know, that's the key because they said that's why it never has happened before. But they went from sitting on oil that was, uh, you know, 20 uh, or was it $90 a barrel, uh, something like that. And now they're sitting on oil that's $200 a barrel, okay, and, 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 and rising. I forget the price, but it was a huge up. Well, right. well now right. suddenly Iraq has piles of money they didn't have before because of what we're doing. And, and so now they're saying, you know what, we make it pull off uh, uh, funding a, a tourist location to come back and see the beauty and the wonder of what at one time was called the seventh wonder of the world, Babylon, and its gardens and all that as a tourist thing to bring money into Iraq. But, that, but if people have oil and the price per barrel goes up because of supply and demand, then they have more money. But, but the Biden administration has created that. And we keep hearing that it is Putin, Putin, Putin. Uh, sounds like a night after Mexican food. Yeah. But I thought y'all give me more. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, we have Jerome Powell, the, the federal reserve chair, and he's asking mm. Congress uh, flat out, is this, is this because of Putin? And here's his response. Mm. 
Given how inflation has escalated over the past 18 months, would you say that the war in Ukraine is the primary driver of inflation in America? No, inflation was high before, certainly before the uh, war in Ukraine broke out. So, mm. so yeah, so the, the, you can't, I mean, it, 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 we can't go any higher right. than the Fed chairman. Okay. So do we believe what he's saying or not? Right. Well, we know, we know what it is. It's just, look, it, I hate if you if you're one of these White House spokespeople and you have to go out there and put lipstick on that pig every day. Yeah. There's a reason they're leaving in May in in huge numbers because nobody wants to be on the ship. You're right. Because it's a disaster. The ship is on fire. Yep. And they won't do the basic things they need to do to fix it. Eddie, uh, I'm sorry. If if you guys want it, here's Putin or Putin. Here's Biden saying the exact opposite. <laughs> of what the Fed chair just said regarding record high gas prices. All right. And let's remember how we got here. Putin invaded Ukraine. Putin invaded Ukraine with 100,000 forces. Golly. Yeah, that's, I, I that's how we got here. Means, but yeah. uh, 100,000 forces. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, so no h- h- here's the thing, too. Let me, let me say this. If Biden is correct and our whole economy can be destroyed based on what a ground war in Asia a ground war in Asia if if that starting can wreck our whole economy we got a problem all right we, come, we got we got to redo our we got to redo our economy because that that's crazy we come back we'll hear from the energy secretary and then we'll hear old clips of the democrats including obama trashing the gas tax holiday idea that now Biden says he's going to do. Sure. Uh, we'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. So, we, Bubba, I think you're 100% right, and I think some of us that that seem to lean more to the right on our politics and on the economy and taxes and all this, we need to understand something because I know that uh, our president seems to be losing his cognitive skills, but this is something that the Democratic Party has been doing for a long time. And I think those of us that always vote against them in their modern state, we somehow want the world to know that what they're saying is inconsistent and how can they say that? You know that's not true. But all they really care about is as long as the people who vote for them believe it and they can hang on to something and keep voting for them, they really don't care what we think. No, it, it, You know why? We're not voting for yeah. them anyway. So they're not, they couldn't care less. So things like this – where, where the president would just go on record so people who want to vote for him would say, well, he got out there and told them gas stations they need to lower that gasoline. Mm-hmm. So, so here, here, here's the president to all gas station owners. <laughs> the companies running gas stations and setting those prices at the pump, this is a time of war, global peril, Ukraine. These are not normal times. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you are paying for the product. Do it now. No, Do whisper. it today. Rick. Hey. Your customers, the American people, they need relief now. So let me summarize. 
You know, uh, we, down. we used to have family members that, that ran a, ran a gas station. And, you know, the people running the gas station make a few pennies a gallon. They're, I mean, they don't set the yeah, price. They, it, it really, they want you to come buy a candy yeah, bar. It really has nothing That's to do. They, they don't make any money on gas. It's just to get you in to buy something else. And so they – Piece of Hunts Brothers. Yeah. I mean, the uh, you know, the things they sell inside is, is where they make their profit and stay open. So – Again, it, I think it just shows Joe Biden has no idea what's going on. But I, he's been in D.C. for fifty years. You talking about not a clue? Well, this not goes back clue. to what you said in the break, and I think it's right. It re, none of this matters about it being true or not, and it's not true, right? Yeah, bring them down. Because <laughs> yeah. what's going on? All that's for is for you to be with your aunt, who's a raging liberal. And for you to go see her for the 4th of July barbecue and for her to look at you and say, well, I heard Joe Biden on the TV telling those mean gas station people to lower the price and they just won't do it because they're evil and they're rich and they don't care about us. I heard our president tell them not to not to charge us that. Mm-hmm. That's all that's for. Right, that's a good, that was a good well, answer, by the way. Yeah, yeah that's, that's your, your, ig- your ignorance, <laughs> yeah. ma'am, on that case will will force you to ma'am. maybe get to about seven dollars a gallon. Right, yeah, it's over. But, but that's what this is for. Sure, you know it is. It. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. remember there was a uh, gas station owner uh, that made the news. What was he from Wisconsin or somewhere? Mm-hmm. He put out on their little reader board. Yeah. We don't like the prices either. Yeah, because they get an email every morning. Yeah. Uh, and notification on what where things are, yeah, what the right. price is. So they don't set that, but it's. It's about deflecting the blame, and you know the rich old companies that they, you know they're they're profiting. So the gas old. station people are they're 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 spiking stuff, and and you know you know why they keep setting doing the it. price. You know they, you know why they keep doing. Average it? American believes what he says because it because it works. Yeah, yeah, it works. It's an easy sale to the uninformed masses. Here's the energy secretary. That's a good. Uh, how you say his name? Granholm, whatever. Uh, here, here he is trying to talk about uh, uh, fossil fuels. This is a blast. <laughs> I don't know her last name, but she's a woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. All right, Dan. She just the real like truth is that uh, as long as our nation rela- re- remains overly reliant on oil and fossil fuels, we'll feel the, these price shocks again. This is not going to be the last time. The next time there's a war, the next time there's a pandemic or another hurricane, these extreme weather events we are experiencing, they will impact the access that we have to fossil fuels. The only way out of these boom and bust cycles is to break that sole reliance, and that means diversifying our fuel sources by deploying clean energy. Mm. Look, I don't mind diversifying our energy sources. I think diversifying and having backup is always good. Well, I've what told does that you, mean? Rick. You know, like uh, the uh, these power plants that uh, are trying to move away from coal. Look, I, I'm good if they have coal and natural gas. Sure. That way, they can yep. go either way. If your windmills ain't blowing, you you got to have mul- just like it's wise to have multiple streams of income if you can. Yeah, it's also wise to have multiple ways to power your country if you can. The, and I've said all along the the problem and and look I love driving the Tesla as much as anybody they're really cool I wish I had one but um, there was there was a median step we could have gone to and that is hydrogen or natural gas we've jumped over that to go all all the way to the battery side we still got issues with that that we have no idea that's going to come about that is can we supply the grid power needed to charge all these cars overnight you still need plastics guess where plastics come from mm-hmm. oil 
So even if we're not burning it as gasoline, you're still going to have to pump it and have it as plastics. Uh, you got to have lightweight well, material to build battery cars. And the one they don't want to talk about at all, because for some reason, these, especially on the left, they think that the entire world is the United States of America. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, the, the whole world's on fossil fuels. Yeah, yeah they're could, all going to electric cars. Yeah, we could the go whole world. All, we could go all battery. Yeah. And if India and China and some of these others don't, it ain't even it ain't even going to make a, a blip on the radar. But I just feel like, and I know many of you do because I talk to you every day, that we're standing in a giant circle shooting at each other. Yeah, we are. It's like a circular firing squad because no one. Will st- that's in power right now can step up and make a difference and say what we're doing is wrong. It's obviously it's wrong. Everybody's unhappy. Who who likes the gas prices? Nobody. Nobody. But you got to be honest about how the gas price and, goes up and goes down. Yeah, and and, yeah. and the single main component to the inflation we're seeing is gas, because they have to have it to get raw material to the factories. They have to get it to get the finished product from the factories to distributors. They have to have it to get it from distribution points to retail. We have to have it to go get it. I mean, it's it's just interwoven everything. So as these costs go up, the cost of everything goes up. So politicians try to bring out stuff like we just heard, and here comes the next one, the gas tax holiday. Uh, unfortunately, we were told by former President Barack Obama mm-hmm. and, uh, and Chuck Todd uh, and others that when this was done by a Republican, it was called a gimmick. Uh, so here's Obama saying that what the president is now proposing, uh, it was a gimmick in 2008. So here, here I know go. that we're having a debate right now about the gas tax holiday. I know how brutal this is on folks right now. And I know they need relief, which is why I've offered a middle class tax cut for every American, $1,000 for working families so that they can deal not only with rising gas prices, but rising health care costs and rising grocery costs. But for us to suggest that 30 cents a day for three months is real relief, that that's a real energy policy, means that we are not tackling the problem that has to be tackled. Hmm. All right. There it is. There he is saying the gas tax holiday when the Republicans want it is a gimmick. Uh, here's Chuck Todd. Uh, Which and, one is it, guys? Yeah, is right. it gas tax holiday? Right. Is that real relief or is it a gimmick? Yeah. Which one is it? So here's Chuck Todd. I, I uh, wish we could get Obama and Biden in a room and them decide, let's put your heads together and come out with one answer, yay or nay. So here's Biden advisor Gene Sperling taking a question from Chuck Todd on this issue. Here we go. <laughs> Sleepy eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, Gene, it didn't take long for, for many of my colleagues, and of course myself who covered the last Democratic administration that you worked for, President Obama once, Obama once called the gas tax holiday a gimmick. Um, why is this not a gimmick now, in your view? Well, thanks for having me on, Chuck. And, and look, um, this is not a proposal for all seasons. It's not a proposal for normal times. You know, uh, at, at when uh, Candidate Obama made that comment. He was responding to a proposal by candidate Clinton. And it was during the financial crisis where that was truly the central issue of our time. (laughs) Right now, what the central issue is how we are recovering from this uh, unprecedented pandemic. Uh, But that that, boy, that was (laughs) anybody. Anybody want to pan that one? (laughs) 
<laughs> Look, he, here is the thing. Extreme times call for extreme measures. Would 18 or 30 cents, if you, if you get the states to go along with it, would that help? It would help. But you know what? It's going to take money out of getting your roads paid. That's right. And if you think that there's problems with the roads now, cut that money off and see how many potholes you'll have. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. So um, as we make our way back, we've been uh, telling you that we were going to have this conversation today with Greg Phillips. And I want to tell you what brings him here today. 2,000 Mules, Dinesh D'Souza, he's been on the show twice talking about that. Uh, there's going to be uh, a special showing uh, that is going to be coming up uh, in uh, our uh, home market. Uh, the tickets will go on sale uh, at 3 p.m. on the 24th, which is tomorrow. Uh, and you can actually see uh, it's hosted by Just Freedom Network. Uh, and uh, they're going to be showing this uh, on Saturday, July the 9th. Uh, there's an opportunity for you to see it then. Uh, and you can find all this information by going to Ticketmasters. Now, Helmsy's already put everything in, in show, show notes. Uh, 10 a.m. Uh, tomorrow Central Time, these tickets will go on sale. Uh, and uh, you can see it at the Pelham uh, Civic Complex, Saturday, July the 9th. They'll show it uh, at 4.30 p.m. The doors are open at 3 p.m. And as I said, tickets go on sale tomorrow. And after you see the movie, uh, Greg Phillips, who's our guest now, who's in uh, the documentary, the movie, uh, will be uh, speaking as their special guest for this showing. And Greg Phillips is now on this program with us. Greg, welcome to Rick and Bubba. Guys, can't thank you enough to have, for having me. So, Greg, you you are kind of the centerpiece of the 2000 Mules movie uh, and the technology that you brought to that movie. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how that fit into this? Yeah, we we knew early on, uh, uh, Catherine Engelbrecht and I, she runs a group called True the Vote, and... Catherine Engelbrecht and I knew that that with some of the returns that we were seeing, some of the reports we were getting from our hotline, that something something was going on, right? I mean, it's kind of like Aaron Lewis's song. People all over America shaking their heads saying something ain't right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and and the something that wasn't right, as far as we could tell, was that that you know there have been hundreds of millions of dollars poured into this election by private sources, Mark Zuckerberg in particular. Uh, they go out and they buy these these ba- ballot drop boxes. They take the dirty rolls, they mail applications and ballots to everybody on the rolls, whether they're active, inactive, or whatever, um, and then they go stuff them in the drop boxes. And our, our charge from Catherine and, and her team was, well, first of all, you can't be wrong, but we need you to go solve this. And, and so we went out and bought a couple million dollars worth of data. Uh, your cell phones all give off unique signals of all types, uh, whether they be marketing signals or otherwise. Um, we gathered a whole bunch of them, uh, 10 trillion of them, and went out and looked in five big cities across the country and, and were able to ascertain that, that uh, approximately 2,000 of these mules or these people carrying these ballots were stuffing ballots in these drop boxes pretty much throughout the early, early voting in the election. And, and a lot of this was made possible by the COVID pandemic and, and people trying to stay isolated and these drop boxes, which is really, we've never had a, an election under these kind of circumstances, right? I mean, you, you can't do what the movie alleged happened 
if you're going and showing an ID and voting in person. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, in, in, in the end, you know, I, I think President Trump's right. I think Catherine's right. And all the folks that are screaming about this right now, look, we've got to go back to a different time, right? We've got to go back to a place where we all vote on one day, you know, even if you have to go stand in line. Um, and uh, we do it on paper. And then everybody sits around and they count the ballots, right? I mean, they do this in other countries. Why can't we do it? I mean, America has become a, a laughing stock of elections around the world. How could that be? Yeah, so you guys, I've seen, I've seen the movie. Bubba's seen the movie, and 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 you you present all this data and you show how it was done and how it really is readily available if you're willing to put in the the money and and the effort. I think uh, those that may have done this didn't think anybody would put the time and effort into it. There's no doubt they used the pandemic, even in our state. You know, uh, there was all sorts of attempts to do well because of the pandemic. I I, I just want to drive up at the curb. You know, and and all these things that were that have never been allowed before, and some of that thankfully was shot down and not allowed. But in other states, it was. There were there were things done that we normally don't do, and I think this is also at the heart of a voter ID is is bigotry, which I've never seen that narrative walked out to any any degree that you would go, oh, I see how that's racist. It doesn't seem to be because I just stayed in a hotel over the weekend and they asked for my ID when I got there. And we've talked about all those examples. But here's what I'm looking like today when you were getting on. I knew who you were. I had I had an idea after seeing the movie. But I said, well, I'm going to go on Wikipedia, though, and get any additional information on Greg that I may need. God help me. The minute I go on <laughs> Wikipedia, uh, here's, here's some of the things they say about you. They're saying that you're – that the that the political film you're part of, Two Thousand Mules, has been debunked. Uh, you falsely allege, without evidence, uh, between three three to five million non citizens voted in the 2016 and in the 2020 election. And the, the, basically, they're saying everything that you're talking to about us today, and everything you and Dinesh D'Souza and Catherine is that her name, yeah, you know, talk about in the movie has been debunked, and it's all false accusations. None of it has any merit, and why in the world we even have Greg Phillips on? Well, first of all, the uh, we found out not too long ago that the person that edits my Wikipedia page is a is a prisoner in in a federal uh, detention facility. So, <laughs> so I, you know, I mean, I, mean I, I guess I should be happy. I guess I should be happy whatever they say about me. So, so that that said, look, I mean, there, nobody's debunked anything, right? right? I saw Bill Barr on TV the other day. Yeah, I was going to ask you about kind of laughing because- about it and saying, well, my my questions for uh, uh, General Barr would be, okay, well, let's talk about this um, because I have some knowledge about how much the Department of Justice spends on this data and does it every single day throughout the year, every year, year in and year out. So, Mr. Barr, exactly how much money did your agency spend on this geolocation data that you say is not, not useful? Not enough? accurate. Not yeah. accurate. And hundreds of millions of dollars. And so why, does that mean he owes $100 million back to, back to the government? Well, and and you, <laughs> make, you, you make a good point, and Dinesh had brought this up too. They do spend money on that, and they do use it in prosecutions. And they're even doing some of the January 6th prosecutions using that as evidence in their case. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is that somebody was tracking those people on January 6th well before January, January 6th. 6th. Right. It just you can't take it. I mean, I know this business very, very well. If you don't have any targets, if you don't have any suspects, if you don't have anyone you're looking at and 
you think you're going to take this on Tuesday, January 6th, to indictments on January 8th, and then arrests, the first arrests on January 9th, it's just not possible. It's not. They were tracking these people. My guess would be they were tracking these people all the way back to October, certainly into November. They knew exactly what they were doing, exactly who they were looking for. They probably already had warrants to unmask who the people were. And and the idea that they're all sort of in denial now about, oh, man, we don't know what this is. Look, they're <laughs> I mean, Russian tanks are getting blown up every day right now with this technology. Right. (laughs) So to to explain it to to a lot of people who may not be uh, up to speed or savvy on this, we all remember the old spy movies where somebody put a bug on somebody and they could track where they were at, right? Yeah. We've all bugged ourselves when we have a cell phone with us. That's 100% right. And, and, you know, the... the And then the question is, who has that data? When and how accessible is it? And what can you do with it? It's startlingly accessible, first of all. Um, all of your apps, the way this works, in spite of everything you've read, and they're talking about triangulation and all this other nonsense. Some guy from Notre Dame or somewhere, um, a professor gets on and says, well, we did a study in 2011, and we couldn't tell which side of the street the people were on with the phones. So I'm like, what are you talking about? So they're talking about this old school triangulation, right? right where there's different right. cell towers, and you look around. You take and, three sources and draw a line of of a directional antenna, exactly. And where all three of them cross is where it is. I mean, that's the only way it can happen. What's interesting, however, about what we do and how we do it is every pretty much every app on your phone has a software development kit installed, an SDK installed, and that that kit, what it does is it it is charged with gathering the the data about where you are the lat long the horizontal you know where you right. are kind of above the earth xyz and yeah. exactly and then it, it links in the temporal side time and those signals with those four stamps are, are 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 sort of mashed into a signal sent out to the owners of the app the owners of the app then make money by selling each one of those signals to brokers that are out there, so right. we can we can buy those signals, and we can you can buy them readily. Um, we do it a little bit differently than some other folks do it. Uh, I think we're particularly accurate, but you know, uh, you know what they never say. All these people who allegedly debunk it. You know, how do they think we're finding all these terrorists? How do they think we're finding murderers? How do they think we're finding traffickers on the border? Um, it, it's just outrageous to say that it didn't happen. And there was a. A United States, a Supreme Court case in 2019, I think it was settled in 2019, Carpenter v. U.S., which in essence ratified everything. And John Roberts himself wrote the lead opinion, and he said something in the opinion like, this is akin to having a, a bracelet and that on your yeah, on your yeah. ankle. Yeah. Just like you were saying, we've, we've put bugs on ourselves. Yeah. And, we, and that's how you get all these, all these other companies. That's how when I mention... You know, that sure was a good steak. How my phone all of a sudden shows me all the places I can get steak. <laughs> and, and then when you walk yeah. into the steak, they'll send you a note. Hey, here's 10% off. Thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See exactly. you next time. Right, more questions. Greg Phillips, our guest. Uh, we'll continue our conversation when the Rick and Bubba show continues right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. So, Bubba, Greg Phillips is, is on the program. Uh, 2,000 Mules, uh, the Dinesh D'Souza 
movie. He is prominent in this movie. If you want to meet Greg, he'll be in Birmingham, Alabama at the Pelham Civic Center July the 9th. Uh, They'll have a showing of 2,000 Mules at the Pelham Civic Center. Doors open at 3 p.m. The movie starts at 4.30. Greg will speak after. If you want tickets to this event, just go to Ticketmaster, and they go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. Central Time. But, Bubba, you made a good point. Some people may be meeting Greg for the first time and and understand that that Greg has tremendous credentials in what he's talking about. Yeah, because I, I want people to know, and, and we're wanting to paint an absolute fair picture here of this, that you've, you've said some things in the first segment that are almost unbelievable, some that we know are true uh, based on the technology yeah. we're putting in our pocket every day. But you have been in government and in computers and in statistics most of your life, right? Yeah, my whole life for 40 years this year. I first started doing this. I went to, uh, I went to work um, when Emory Fulmer, uh, Mayor Montgomery, was running against George Wallace in 1982. Wow. I was a, you know, sort of a little, a little young guy, kind of a grunt, just trying to help out. Um, and since then, we've done 32 races, 22 countries. We've, we've done all manner of things. But... This technology that we're involved in now, I mean, it's really an evolving technology. It's very much of the wild, wild west. I mean, it's been around for five or six years in its present form. Um, And so people are really refining their hypotheses. I have the absolute best team on the planet. Catherine Engelbrecht, who sponsors a lot of our work at True the Vote, truethevote.org. You can go and sign up and and, uh, she'll she'll, and her team will put you all to work. the uh, just yesterday we signed up, uh, or Catherine and uh, Mark Lamb, a sheriff from from Pinal County, Arizona, uh, put together a deal called ProtectAmerica.vote, and and um, man, just in the first few few minutes that this thing was open, I mean, they had something like ten thousand people sign up. They had tens of thousands of dollars donated to them. And uh, what we're going to do, we're going to use that for education. So we're going to get out and do things. But we're also going to bring sheriffs together with the people and say, look, this isn't going to stand. We're not going to allow this. These sheriffs are amazing. They have incredible power uh, and capabilities to to not just communicate with with their citizens in their counties, um, but actually affect some meaningful change here. And Mark describes it as the, as the rule of law is going to stand. And it's going to stand across America. And we're, so we're super excited about protectamerica.vote. Uh, we're looking forward to it. One of the things I'm personally most excited about is we're going to, we're going to raise enough money and we're going, to, um, we're going to kind of turn the tables on Mark Zuckerberg. So we're going to go out and we're going to buy a bunch of really high-end surveillance cameras. We're going to try to video stream this thing. So folks sitting at home, you know, you can imagine this big guy and his wife sitting at home. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go watch that, that video thing of these drop boxes. And I'm going to drink me a beer and, and I'm going to get these folks. And, and so we want to put in place that kind of mechanism so folks can actually um, help and support. I mean, people, people are coming out in droves. If, if nothing else good comes out of uh, 2,000 Mules, it's that it reignited or reawoke folks that have been beat down since January 6th and told they're stupid. It, this isn't true. Don't, I don't believe it. That guy's lying. Those kinds of things. But, but those folks are wide awake now. Greg, I want to talk again on the technology, and I, I want to underline this because I don't think people fully grasp what we have in our hands when we have a cell phone nowadays with a smartphone. There's really three different technologies and three different groups that come together. You have the carrier, you have the operating system, and then you have the apps. 
and all three of those can track you. And it doesn't matter how many boxes you check that says, don't share my stuff. They still track you, and they still share that information. Well, is, that, that, is that fair? Is that a fair assessment? It's a 100% accurate assessment. They don't care. They don't care what you say. They don't care what you do. They're still tracking the information. These signals that are emitted from your apps are stamped with where you are on the earth, how high you are above the earth, and the time. And those stamps are going everywhere from you know, two, two or three seconds to 45 seconds or however, depending on what app you have on. But there's 360,000 apps that are gathering this information from y'all. Um, and, and you said there's, there's, for lack of a better term, some fine print about saying, please don't track me. Right. And, and, and to please click on that fine print. Um, uh, I'll give it to y'all. You can stick in the show notes or whatever. But um, they, they're not only doing it, but even if you say no, don't do it. There's some fine print in there that says, well, we may do it anyway if it's in the greater good. Right, right. So what the- <laughs> who, discerns the, who discerns the greater good? Well, it isn't me and you. No. <laughs> Greg, since you have made this movie and you've come out uh, with this information, and Bill Barr said, again, said it's not accurate, but yet his department uses the same, or did use when he was there, the attorney general, used the same technology. We know that that some people are being charged right now, and this is part of the case against them because they've tracked their cell phone to know where they were. Um, Have they gone after you personally? What kind of attacks have you had, and how are they trying to discredit you today? Well, it's been been an incredible adventure for us. I mean, the – Everyone is trying to discredit us on that side, right? They have an agenda. Look, the Department of Justice spends $100 million plus every single year on this data. It's outrageous to think otherwise. I was talking to a DHS agent the other day at lunch, and uh, we got talking about what it was the day after Barr said what he said. And, uh, I mean, we just all burst out laughing. It's just stupid, right? I mean, why in the world would, would the guy embarrass himself by saying that's not possible? The reason we know that it's true the reason we know that the Department of Justice is doing this and they're using it, among other things, we give it to them. <laughs> we, we give it to them. If there's something going on, some kind of a murder or a trafficking case or whatever, I mean. You provide folks, it. We provide and the gather data. gather it. And gather it. And I, analyze so, it. So they come to you to get it. Now that you've got it and you're making a case, they're saying it ain't, it, it ain't real, it don't exist, and it's not accurate if it did. Yeah, we have a one more segment with Greg Phillips, so uh, we'll talk more after the top of the hour break. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Uh, we got about half of them engaged, so uh, five more are available. Uh, we'll get started uh, with Lee out of the great state of Mississippi. Uh, Lee, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Hey guys, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Sure, it's our pleasure. Uh, a couple of comments. Oh, yeah, a couple of comments. I don't understand any, how anyone has any problem with presenting ID to vote and letting one vote count. I don't get that. But about Trump, if you'll indulge me, yeah, I appreciate what he did as president. He did a great job. But, guys, he's had a lot of baggage. You know, we need to move on. Maybe somebody like DeSantis. But it's going to be an interesting election, guys. And thanks for taking the call. Yeah, it's our yeah. pleasure. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, um, you know, you're looking for who would be the next person. If nothing else, Trump is also getting older and and we're seeing what uh, uh, people getting uh, around 80 look like uh, trying to run the free world. So that, that's one thing to consider, too. But, um, 
hopefully there'll be some kind of turn away from what we're doing right now. Uh, Mark in Alabama. Mark, go ahead. Hey, Rick and Bubba. Hey. First time caller. Thanks for Thank calling, you, buddy. Well, you're welcome. That was a great interview with Greg. I had listened to an interview he done this weekend on BitChute, and he started the interview off. He used to work for Emory Farmer in Montgomery in 1982. He did mention that today. You he may have missed that part. The story. Yeah, you may have missed that part. He did yeah, mention that, right? Lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not- that is true. Thanks for the call. Uh, continuing, 866-WE-BE-BIG. Uh, let's go to Donald in Mississippi. Donald, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. Thank you. Listen to you guys all the time. Love the show. Thank you. Uh, I'm concerned I'm concerned that in the midterms coming up, uh, the far left – We'll try to uh, sabotage, come up with some kind of system to say uh, there's still COVID around. We've got to release all the voting uh, safeguards we have and let everybody go nuts. I'm just, I'm just hoping that state by state, county by county, city by city, we can do something to prevent that. First of all, COVID's not that severe. It's still around, and it may be around a long time, but it's not that severe. And I don't want to see that happen again. Well, you know, the, the, the leader of the free world, President Biden, did have a Freudian slip. We have that clip, uh, and, and we'll play it on the show today, where he said the second pandemic, yeah. uh, and we need to prepare. He's asking for more money. So you're right. Uh, it, it would not surprise me if uh, this fall a second pandemic was declared. And I told you all, just listening to interviews, they've thrown out that a few times out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 even we, we think a big wave's coming sometime in November. Well, you know, the, uh, you know, the monkeypox thing didn't uh, really no. it didn't really grab everybody's no, no, that, fear. That, that, I, I think everybody's kind of pandemicked out a little bit. You know, well, I, I, it's getting harder to scare people. The biggest well, the biggest problem that the the scare tactic uh, that people have is I know multiple people. Okay, and it wasn't this way in the beginning, and I'm so thankful for it. Multiple, multiple people that have tested positive with the current strand of COVID, they didn't feel good. Uh, when they when they felt better, they went back to their job. They went back to church. They went back to whatever. And 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 I'm you need to listen to your doctor. So don't misunderstand me at all. Right, right. But I have seen about every scenario you can, including one where I thought, oh no, I'm about to lose a friend. Yeah. Because they were immune compromised from cancer treatments, and they got through it fine. So this is not it, it, we it, like the caller. It, it's a, it's something out there that you can miss work over. You can miss church over. You you can miss a game by saying what has been said on all the other stuff. Hey, I'm mm-hmm. sick, uh, and I don't want to give it to anybody, so I'm gonna stay home until I'm I feel better and I'm past it. That's how it's being handled right now, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, so if they if that's tried to be used again, it should not have any impact on how we vote this next time. Uh, Monkeypox didn't work, uh, and and I'm sure we're gonna hear end of time on COVID again this fall but we're going to have to say you know what everything has a risk we we can't set ourselves up for voting fraud uh, we just can't well and, 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 and the idea of pouring more money into the economy when we already have hyperinflation oh, 40 man. 50 year highs is absolutely the wrong thing to do i mean jerome powell said they're trying to slow the economy down to a grind so supply can catch up so you can't just keep dumping money into stuff so they're really, you know, it's going to get very complicated for them to to redo what they did in 20 if, in fact, there was an organized effort to steal that election. 
Yeah. So, but do you want to play it? Adler, we could. It's only twenty seconds. So here, here is Biden talking about the second pandemic. This is out today. A lot of people talking about it. <clears throat> this year, we we do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children. Eventually, we need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. And that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing for fairly well. That's why we need the money. All right, next outfit, our last outfit didn't do well. He does know he and Obama were in office for eight years before Trump, right? He did. did he, does he forget that? Yes. Okay. That, so he, he forgot if, where if, he was yesterday. If right. you look at anything prior to Joe Biden and you blame something not being right, Obama – was in office twice as long as Trump. Yeah. So if you look at the past 12 years, right. Trump had a fairly small piece of that compared to where, what President Obama had. Yeah. To the show, uh, I mean, sorry, that was one of the guys on, on hold. To the, to the phones we go, let's go to Anonymous uh, in Alabama. Anonymous, go ahead. Hey, guys, y'all might have already discussed it this morning, but I wanted to get your thoughts on the letter. Uh, that the 9-11 victims and families wrote to the PGA golfers. I just think it's kind of silly that the actions of 19 terrorists affect uh, a country with a population over 30 million. I don't think the Americans would uh, appreciate it if we were generalized with all the school shooters and all that going on in America. Yeah, what are they saying? They shouldn't be involved with the Saudis because of the 9-11 connection? Right. Yeah. Right. They're saying yeah. that the Saudis are trying to cleanse their reputation and everything uh, with this uh, with this tour. Well, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a free marketplace issue, really. I mean, right. if they they I, I read what the PGA tour chairman said today, he said that basically the Saudi Arabians are trying to buy the modern game of golf. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think you got to you got to look at it twofold um, again. You can't blame the whole country for the actions of a few. I got that. I certainly wouldn't want to be held responsible for uh, the Charles Mansons and the other serial killers that have made headlines around the world when I go somewhere. Um, Can there be an argument made that they're not a true democracy? Uh, That's a fair argument, I think. Uh, But again, uh, the free marketplace would say that these golfers can – can golf with whoever they want to. So I, I don't know. I don't know how you draw the line. Heartbreaks for the 9-11 families. Yeah, absolutely. But I absolutely. go back to this. Mm-hmm. If you go down this road, eventually you're going to run into the NBA, and you're going to say, exactly. did we just say that to the NBA, y'all keep doing business with China because China's this wonderful place? PGA, too. PGA does business with China. Yeah. That's no, the hypocrisy behind Saudi Arabia is an ally of ours. China's not. Right, right. But the PGA continues to do business with them today. Yeah, yeah we not we in the sell, past today. So you can't be consistent. Yeah, you we can't. S- we sell planes and missiles to Saudi Arabia. They they are an ally in that uh, region that helps keep that stable, uh, the Middle East. Um, and but Rick, eventually, don't we all run into ourselves? Yeah, because yeah. we all are buying clothes that's that's made in China. We all are going to shop at Walmart, and it's stock full of stuff made in China. Uh, I mean, where do we draw the line? I watched mm-hmm. Jay Monahan's press. Our, our computers are all made in hard China. to oh, be yeah. consistent on it this is. road. Yeah. Our phones. I watched Jay Monahan's uh, press conference yesterday, and I actually, I actually thought he did a very good job addressing all the questions. And I thought the media did a good job a- asking him some very tough questions. And he was very upfront about everything. And and 
I just think it's a little too late at this point because this is simply in employees making decisions that's best for their family and their future. Yeah, That's really all this comes down mm-hmm. to. And the PGA had plenty of time to address these yeah. things years and years ago. And I do love that they are they're, – they're, Doing it quicker, they're they put out. They made Set a bunch they're of changes. Trying to, they're trying to change. And it. and he was asked yesterday, "Has the live golf forced you to put this in in a speed that you didn't want to?" And he was straight up. He said, "Absolutely, yes. of course it does." Yeah. So competition um, makes it better for everybody. It is going to be interesting to see how it all unfolds. It, it's very to me eerily similar, even though you're talking about two different things. Uh, how the NCAA Absolutely. let the NIL yeah. get away from them yep. when they should have been dealing with it earlier, and their arrogance. Yeah. Caught up with them in a court case. Yeah, sure did. We'll come back. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Still got a bank full of calls. We'll continue with your phone calls at 866-WE-BE-BIG. If you're on hold, just kind of stay with us. Uh, we'll do the break, and we'll get back, and we'll take some more of your phone calls. Uh, and then next hour, uh, if you're with us today live or you catch it when you can, um, may have uh, solved all the uh suggestions that I didn't graduate from college. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Well, big moment yesterday. Big, big moment. Um, <laughs> yesterday was a wild range of emotions. You know, I felt like the cable company put a hit out on me. Uh, that was that was kind of a, a rough go. And But then uh, the text that came yesterday, uh, those of you that don't know the, the backstory, my wife, uh, like uh, everybody, let's see, Speedy, Bubba, Bubba, uh, of course, me. It's in question, uh, Helmsy. Uh, so, so you've got four of us out of the six that graduated uh, with a degree from Jacksonville State University, mm-hmm. and then you you have Greg who attended uh, briefly, briefly uh, Jacksonville State. Sa- University. He sampled it, yeah. and you have uh, Sherry Burgess graduated from Jacksonville State. Betty Bussey yep. graduated graduated from Jacksonville State. Amanda Helms. Amanda Helms from yeah. Jacksonville State. The list just goes on and on. Anybody yeah. else that we're not thinking of? Uh, so so in, of anyway, so um, uh, Chandler. Yes. Okay, Chandler. Chandler and Taylor Burgess. Good mm-hmm. gracious. Yeah, we got uh, uh, we've got <laughs> Pearson that we're still pulling for. Yeah, Pearson. That, that's he, in there. Tyler. You say yeah. taking Tyler. after Bob. Tyler. Yeah. Tyler. Y'all, my goodness. I know. We got it, a lot. It, it gets crazy. That okay. is, that's a mess. That's so, a lot of people. So, so we were discussing because <laughs> my, my wife was a really good college student uh, academically, and I was not. Okay, I never have been. I've, I've, I've never really, you know, done – terribly well in school but but i but i was able to do enough you know always i'm and, trying to brag uh, that's just the way it was. i ain't trying to brag that's uh, just about that's me. just what happened <laughs> so so i also played football at troy briefly uh had some hours there didn't accomplish a whole lot there academically <laughs> and uh, I, I remember the quote from dad greg and this is a good one he pulls me over in the corner and he's like your mama is is really really mad do you know they send your grades home to us <laughs> and and I was like, Uh-oh. and I didn't know that. I was like, what? And uh, he what said, the- he, he said, how in the world do you go an entire quarter and receive no credit? And I looked at him, and I didn't. Re- I, I I thought I could get away with it, and I did. But I realized I was kind of a daredevil. Yeah. I said, let me tell you something. It's not easy. <laughs> and uh, and he looked. He, he, he couldn't. He couldn't get his hands on uh, it. And he got me. He pulled me. Said, do not say that to your mother. <laughs> and I said, okay. So this is she's volatile. He said, volatile. So so anyway, uh, and uh, then there was a whole thing about Hooper Burgess and his classes, and they rearranged it. My spring was actually stellar, uh, but uh, but I, but none of them would transfer to Jacksonville State because they weren't classes that really counted. But canoeing, anyway, canoeing was hard to get. Through. Yeah, yeah it was. so it took me six years, 
and but I finally got the degree. Like Bubba, I was working most of the time that I was at Jacksonville State. I never was really just a full time student. Yeah, I was never really on for, the campus for the whole time and, or anything right. like that. So, so anyway, um, and then Dad being the coach there and all that. So Sherry and I were talking one day, and I said, "Well, look." I said, uh, I mean, you. A lot of times, you just pretend like I'm not even a college graduate, and and she says, I, I really don't think you are. And I said, What are you talking about? She goes, I've never seen your diploma. Well, Rick, in all fairness, you told the story about your diploma when yeah. you looked at it. It's it's it kind of was all your right. name. Okay, it, the middle name was different. Okay, so so anyway, but I think it was just slightly a mi- different I think, spelling. I think, of I, think, I think it was a mi- I think it was a misspelling. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so I, I took it. I, I had it for a while. I don't know what happened to it. And she says, she, now this campaign has started. Now she's got Brody involved, you know, who's a bit, a bit of an investigative reporter like his mom. And and they're all saying, you you got to produce some kind of document. We don't think. I mean, Brody was like online searching records. From, I said, I'm a little offended at this accusation that I didn't graduate from college. And so, um, and then Sherry brings up. She goes, "Yeah, but you cut a deal with a professor. I've heard you talk about that." I said, "No, no, no, no. This this investigation is not. Did I cut a deal? Is did I graduate? Right. Yeah. Right. Now, how I graduated, we yeah. can get into all kinds yeah. of discussions about that. That's right. But did I graduate? Did I have the degree? We're not there talking would, about a syllabus hey, here. We're talking about a degree. It helps yeah. you out, Rick. There would be some red flags over of mine. Of course there would. Oh, yeah. Probably from the same guy. Probably so. Because <laughs> he loved the athletic department. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and He's and, joking, <laughs> people. He's joking. No, it, not really. Look, yeah. here's no, what, he's joking, people. Here's, he's joking. Here's what he said. Don't miss a class. Don't miss a study session. And you should be able to earn a C. Mine was a little different than that, but right. same, along the same lines. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, still can't I'm believe leaving, I got a C in that class. I'm leaving out a little bit. But there's that a lot of teachers say that if you if you come to class and you do make all the appearances you need to, you're going to pass this class. Do you know what Brooks Burgess? I went to his graduation from Mississippi State University. The the president of the company, and I was there for orientation. I remember when he said it. He got up, and looked at the graduates. He says, "So what did I tell y'all?" And they all chanted back to him, "Just go to class." That's it. That's it. That's and, half the uh, battle, man. And, uh, and I was there. Class. I was there. JSU, that's, just show up. That's what got me. <laughs> <laughs> See, there, you actually have to go to class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just go to class. So anyway, so uh, so I was doing the other thing. Yeah, the the, the current president <laughs> of just show up on test day. Right. Yeah, the, the, which doesn't work. No. no as no. Sherry taught me, she goes, Rick, I don't think you were bad at testing. I think I, you just were living out of life truth. And I said, What's that? Any test you don't prepare for will be difficult. Yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be. And I had a professor hey, apply that over your life. Uh-huh. The first day, he said, I don't care whether you come or not. That's your money. But if you think you can show up every day and take the test and pass, have at it. And I was like, I'm gonna give it a shot. <laughs> Hey, sounds like a good idea yeah, to me. Hey, didn't work out. Uh, but anyway, so so Don Killingsworth, the current yes, president yeah, of Jacksonville yes. State, I let him know that I had misplaced my degree, and if he could look through the records, you know, or have somebody look through the records and actually find that I did graduate, <laughs> I think I was class of '89. I said, if you if you could find that, I said I would appreciate me having a copy of yeah. my diploma. Okay. So and, Sherry, get off my back. Away. Yeah. So <laughs> I could produce. We it. have a picture of it. It was text. A oh, picture wow. of it to me Look yesterday. Look at that. There Look it is. Aha! Uh-huh. 
Here is here. Rick, did you buy that? Here, here is. Look, it's got With guy, all rights and privileges. Look, it's got guy hunt at the bottom, meaning it was from '89. Yeah. Yes. Okay. There's Harold McGee. He, he yeah. It's yeah. not yes. the current yeah. president. Yeah. When no. Sherry looked at all that, she goes, "If that has Don Killingsworth on, you got problems." <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I said, "No, no." And, and so it's, I said, "Sherry, here it is. There it is. All they've there it done." Is. All they've done is go find my records, and it's a reprint of the original diploma. How about that? She, Look at that. Uh, here Congratulations, it Rick. Get, get, listen, <laughs> guess what her line was? And Bill Bubba Bussy has a doctorate. There you go. <laughs> and, I, and I said, I said, no, 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 that's an honorary doctorate. That's a real thing. She goes, you think I, you think Jacksonville State? Hairs, she said, Jacksonville State wants you to to be ambassadors for that university. They'll do anything. And I said, you're suggesting that Don Killingsworth created a, a document? <laughs> no, like, he did. It's a good one. Ford Wallace Hunt's name. Want us to be uh, ambassadors? We are ambassadors. She said, you don't think you can get an honorary uh, undergraduate? I said, no, no, no. <laughs> no I, I said. No, no, hey, no, that's not no, what this is. I'm going for that. No, that's look, there it is. There it is. I mean, I, is. I feel like Greg Phillips. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and, and 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 so, but here's where she has a problem. I'm walking over. She says, oh, Rick. I see. What? She said it's actually that, correct. She, she said that middle name's not misspelled. It's correct, yeah. She said everything on there is spelled correctly. Well, so, they fixed so it. They, so they doctored it. No, oh, they didn't no, doctor they it. Fell. I they just think you got the right one. It. Rick, they power corrected. of attorney, they corrected an Thank error. Thank you. Rick, if, Point if, of order. And I will play this while y'all are. Rule. I'll play this next week on one of my Robert's best of days. Rule. We have when you were Point of order, gradu- Chairman. We have when you were at graduation. Second. I have that best of moment. When I was where? At graduation. And you were talking about how you your uh, your gown was just, just black. Oh, so soot so black. There was nothing dangling <laughs> on it. Not, not, not a cord anywhere. And uh, mm-hmm. you were just so, and we talked about you this. Know why? And I think at one time you said That's it wasn't it. just That's the middle it. name, it was the last I name. I never said the last name. Yeah, I don't I don't think you got the right one at the table. I think you were handed yeah. the wrong one. You, to begin you did with. in the original. Here's the real telling one. of that. That's kind of where we came up with the name Burgess. That's right. Because there was that, some question. See, it was something going that. on. I'll play. <laughs> Rick, is that not your? Is I that it, not it? That is. It. I put it, it. Do you put it back up? Put it up. I wanna, can I, wanna, I read? I want to stare at it. You see what it says? <laughs> with all rights, privileges. Thereunto attaining and witness thereof the seal of the university and the blah blah blah. Yeah, hey, you can't look at the raised that, seal. That's like twenty ninth I mean, day you, you of April nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, the of the board of trustees. <laughs> you can't <laughs> argue with that. <laughs> Rick, that's, that's like that's like printed money. You can't you can't debate it. Yeah, yeah. it's a genuine it article. Yeah, huh? they're gonna have to just the just signatures the look real. Everything. You, you Can I tell you what else offended me? Here's what else offended me. This is exactly with me adding nothing to the conversation. Brody, you know, I told you he came by because I was still on hold with Travis, and and Brody looks at it. Looks at it, he goes, Bachelor of Science. I said, Yeah. What are you talking? He goes, Dad has a Bachelor of Sciences. And then Sherry looks at him and rolls her eyes and says, his degree's in sociology. And I was like, what a bunch of condescending. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she uh, rolled her eyes like that? Yes. Sociology. Oh, and I'm you, like, you, oh, you are, you, are you in a business and do you earn a living based on dealing with people and the study of study, people? The study of p- people, behavior, study of helping. <laughs> uh, Human I'm, behavior. I'm, I'm always helping. <laughs>
Now, they did look at your hours at one point and go, let's see what's the easiest path. Uh, let's go sociology. They did. Well, that's yeah. 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 Like you, you said, that's I always true. wanted so that degree a, in sociology. Yeah. I mean, that's that's called counseling. Yeah. Is that not, a, is that not a, a diploma right there? That's a good advisor. It was a good it plan, is. I'll tell you. you go, Greg's going by the office. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Picking it up. Wait a minute. I'm going to pick it up. Wait, wait, wait. Borges. Oh, no. Not again. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Like we like to say, we are smart, we are fine. We're the class of 89. Jacksonville State University. Got my diploma. Greg's going by to pick it up. Uh, so thank you. Right. And I do think. Uh, That'll be the closest I ever come to getting one. I, well, I thank Jacksonville State for being kind enough to go find me uh, a reprint of the one that I've always had and, and lost. Uh, somebody says, Rick, don't let your family downplay your BS degree. Sounds like you use it every day to me. Yeah, yeah, amen. <laughs> That's a great statement. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea to me. All right, so uh, of course, Bubba- I wasn't home to retrieve your thing because for some reason my wife and, and uh, my daughter forgot that I actually had kids at one time. Yeah. And I went and babysitted Pistol Pace by myself. You were by yourself by with myself. Pistol Pace Jones? That's right. Yeah, because for some reason they act like that. I've never had a child. Yeah. Oh, you think you can do this? Yeah, I think I can do it. Yeah, I've raised how, children. How, how many times did you guys get run over, electrocuted? You know, oh, all yeah, that. A lot. Yeah. Right. I mean, you were sitting there. No, going, Greg. The answer is no. You didn't. <laughs> no, no, no wonder they're not no, going to let didn't. you do it. No, we didn't. <laughs> no, that, that. You oh, know what? We actually did. Hey, you've, ra- you've raised some children, though. That's right. Come on, man. Anyhow. So, sound like a good idea to me. Sound like a good idea to me. Uh, so, yeah. So, I was trying to get Greg to go, because I wanted to get that diploma in my hands. I'm going to get it to you, buddy. Yeah. So, I'll, I will, I'll get it after vacation. I'm going to get it to uh, you. So, thank you for going by and getting it for me, Greg. Uh, <laughs> all right. And uh, and would you would you send Sherry a picture of it when you have it? I, I will hand deliver it. All right. So, Bubba, you're all excited that the dog show, we got a bloodhound that won the, won the whole thing. We got, yeah, we got some video of it. dog show. Yeah, yeah, look you know, it, usually they a lot of these really bizarre-looking dogs win, you know, yeah. breeds. They they they're not yeah. real dogs. That, it's like no one would ever have that dog as a pet. No. Well, the winner this year is back down to earth, Rick, a good old bloodhound. Okay. It's exactly. Well, here it I'm is. very honored to announce that at the 146th annual Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show, the best in show winner is the Bloodhound. Yeah, how about the old Bloodhound? Oh, wow. Old Duke from Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> that is exactly what he looks like. And from uh, <laughs> Best in Show, you remember the one on it? Yeah. It looked just like him. Oh, that's true. Oh, look at my What a stunner. Trumpet. Trumpet. Look at that ugly thing. It looks like an anteater. Y'all missed Speedy being the voice of the dog. (laughs) Y'all missed it. I can't believe I won. Hey, let me run around. Let me get up here right now. Look at that. So that's a hate talk. Shoot me down, woman. Right Shoot me down. Oh, look Shoot me down, down B. I didn't, re- I didn't realize he's Elvis. Yeah. Like my floppy ears. <laughs> look at that. You got to love Y'all good old dog. Look at me. Look at me. They'll slobber now. Do they Boy, the slobber. slobber. Oh, yeah. oh. I've always kind of wanted one until then. But you, know, you love no best in the show. You remember the guy that, would, that had the ventriloquist dog, a doll, and he had the dog with him? Oh, yeah. You see, I, I forgot all about that. And he had that game about you get to name all different kind of nuts. You got hazelnuts, you got, uh, and he uh, goes through it. I do remember You're the exact same dog. By the way, we still have Don Day from the Wednesday Bible Study bringing in peanuts Ooh. of different roasts. Thank you, Don. You can tell where Greg's been. You see just fragments of peanuts. Yeah. You can trail me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Trumpet, a blood find, hound. Trumpet could find you. Oh, yeah. no problem. I love seeing a bloodhound one. Yeah, you know, a like, couple of years that's ago. A good, that's a real dog. Remember a couple of years ago, a beagle one, and that was that was so refreshing. I loved because, it. It was a beautiful, perfect yeah, beagle. Because it's no some weird breed. I mean, look at that. It don't get no 
more American than that. That one guy that was holding that dog that came up, it, it looked like an anteater. It did. I mean, it was so it weird. <laughs> what was that <laughs> Or he got his head stuck in a mailbox and yes. it formed that way. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, we That's were, so funny. Some kind of terrier. <laughs> we're on one. Yeah. Is there footage of, of them going through the uh you know through the course because that is so fun. That's something make. else, Bubba. They don't do that. <laughs> Yo, speaking we just, of that. Well, we just walk around, buddy. This is not an obstacle course. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs telling Bubba. All right, can I ask you? Hey, guys? I got to watching that agility kind. Have you seen the dogs when they do the agility? Come on, Greg. Oh, I ain't watching. Hey, Rick. Hey, they You'll can like it flat. Right. I like it's the ones unreal. That, the long How jump in the water. Are. It's unbelievable. Yeah. They going out of them pegs. Just like, they hit the pegs a lot. Yeah, well, you can hit the peg, just don't. Right. But you got to. It's you like a ski it's on the slalom of going back yeah. and forth. I don't know how fast. they get them to do it. Or dogs. Well, I do. They beat the crap out of them until they do it. Greg, <laughs> don't insinuate. You don't. Know I tell you, that. I shot collars. <laughs> shot collars. <laughs> you do all kinds of things. <laughs> you know, the way you treat Mr. Buddy don't mean everybody else. Greg, I love animals. I'll make them run through the obstacle course. Listen, they get fired up too. I know. But the. But but and I I don't want to ask this because for a Cheerio. Oh yeah. If I bring this up, unfortunately, it's probably going. I'm probably opening myself up to dog calls but <clears throat> but i i just i, I did but i want to try to understand what kind of call yeah oh, look, here we go here we go look, listen wait I till mean, they go in out of the thing wait that ain't nothing hang on these sticks where's that at? they'll get watch this boom and they can't jump off till it hits the ground i know it. they get deductions yeah. for that yeah greg you're watching this? oh i kept watching it they have yep. different different ways you didn't watch this really? you know what yes, i did that's you know what impressive. i'm always here it goes here it goes look 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 that shot is really impressive. Rick, let me ask you this. What about the long, oh, right. in what about the long jump into the water, Rick? Oh, they, have you ever seen them? No, Rick, oh, they Rick. Did, they did Rick. The That's good. Can I tell you what's what, wrong with you? Can Rick, I tell you what a, I watch for it is, per, is the person running with them to fall. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Rick, E60 did the whole show on this dog where they throw it and they dive out and see who goes the furthest in the water to catch it. And he's called the Michael Jordan of the, <laughs> That's of the dog. I have seen that before. But now this thing though, that obstacle course, I got hung in it last Saturday and couldn't quit watching it. You got little dogs; they take one yeah. of the bars down so they can clear it better. No. But they're fast. Is that, that, that kind of like how we may have female Marines? <laughs> exactly. Rick, I'm, gonna hear, I'm gonna hear about that. You are. That is Rick. If you I'm notice, Rick nobody right. said anything. Right. Yeah, we were all I'm like, not even here today. Going. This I is pre-recorded, and I am thankful that my new email address, Speedy at rickandbubba.com. <laughs> I'm not even here. That's right, Rick. That's right, Rick. Speedy. What, if, what would Trumpet think of it? <laughs> Don't email me. <laughs> is he goofy from Walt Disney? <laughs> but but, <laughs> it, but the um, I'm gonna ask. I, I, Talk to my. I was just about to ask something, but I'm afraid I have to get a lot of explanation on it. And I don't. I just want this to be a simple answer. <clears throat> I don't anybody walk. Good luck with this bunch. I know. <laughs> so the way you win is in your breed. You're supposed to look the most magnificent in that yeah. breed. I, I look. Uh, I look more like a bloodhound than the right. cocker spaniel. Looks like a cocker spaniel. No, I think they have. Rick, look! Look at that thing jump! Wow! Catch it. Yeah, Rick, Rick, you got yeah, it. You're, you're that, the top of your breed, buddy. That that ugly greyhounds. Wow! You look at sky up. Yeah. You're the top of your breed. Yeah. And then I win best in show because I look more like the breed's supposed to look than the others are like yeah. the breed. They all category. won their it's categories. A, it's a they dog got categories. And then the champs from all the categories would pick it's the a, grand champ. It's champs. a doggy I, pageant I know, but I'm show. saying what, the, what we're yeah, looking I, for. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't know. Bottom of the hour. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thanks for listening to the daily best of Rick and Bubba. 
To catch the entire show and for all things Rick and Bubba, go to rickandbubba.com, spell out eight. Lord willing, we will catch you on the next edition of the Rick and Bubba Show. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.